Hey everyone, it's Jenna Melanson from Canadian Beats Media, and it's time for our third episode of Inside the Industry. I'm joined today by Danny Payne from Raison Debt Media and the Pressure Drop Show. Welcome, Danny. I'm going to congratulate you on your pronunciation of Raison Debt. Very good. Hi, how's it going, Jenna? <laughs> good, and you? Yeah, all right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So we're going to get right into the questions. So you're no stranger to the music industry as your co-owner of Raison Debt Media, as well as the host of the Pressure Drop show on CJLO. Tell us a bit about the journey of how you got here, where you are today, uh, business-wise and location-wise. Wow. That's two long stories. I'll try and keep them reasonably short. But I started working at a record label in London in the early 2000s, like in 2000, actually. Um, but before that, even, I was doing PR. It's almost like a hobby. I was working with bands and putting club nights on and 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 promoting live music nights in Brighton, where I'm from. And I was kind of writing press releases and contacting local media without realizing that what I was doing was PR. And it was just that I loved doing it and I was enjoying it. That you know, no one was making any money out of it or whatever, but it was just a really fun thing to be doing in sort of late teens, uh, early 20s. And then I heard about, a, moved to London in 2000, heard about a job in a, a record label. It was PR and it looked like something that I thought, oh, wow, my experience fits. And, uh, you know, worked, worked, worked for not a lot of money and, and worked your way up and, um, and you know the rest is history really that's over over 20 years in the in pr in the music industry i mean there was a funny time where you you know 2008 2007 8 or whatever when we had the big financial crash that was a tough time for music because at that point the industry was still struggling with how to handle free downloading and all these stuff that it wasn't prepared for so it was already financially in a bit of a, a situation and then the financial crash happened and the music industry really suffered, especially in London. So that at that point was where I sort of diver diversified into different arts and culture, et cetera, and didn't just specialize in music. So now, you know, Raising Our Debt Media, we work with all kinds of arts from exhibitions to you know, theater to, you know, festivals and events mainly, but all kinds of amazing things that we work with. So. That was where the diversification happened. And uh, here we are now, 2022, Raison d'Etre Media still going in Montreal. So yeah, obviously I've said Brighton, London, now Montreal. Uh, you know, I moved here to 2010. Uh, I've, you know, my uh, my wife's actually from here. Uh, we lived in London for a few years and uh, decided to give it a go. So that was a strange choice for a PR guy who has no contacts and can't speak the language. Decided to move somewhere. <laughs> So it's, uh, it was an interesting uh, uh, welcome to Montreal, but it's, you know, 12, 12 years in and, and I love the place. It's got such a buzzing scene, great music, great culture and uh, really happy. When it comes to your publicity, you work with a lot of festivals in Quebec, such as Shazam Fest and FME for Raison d'Etre Media and Oshega as a freelance publicist. Although you don't have any part of the booking process, do you have any advice for people looking to play the festival? Absolutely. I mean, I think something that a lot of artists and bands should realise about festivals is they need some local talent. 
they need local bands you know it's like on the one hand they want to give a leg up and, and say we want to we want to give our stages to some local artists and support the local scene because it's great for the local ecosystem musically and also it's a lot cheaper for, to fly them in you know so in that point it's also good for the festival as well that's something bands should realize it's like you know they they need you like you need them it's a two-way street so make sure you get to know your local festivals make sure you you know you you get out to the local shows get to know who the local promoters are and do that get get networking and find who's booking these people who's booking these artists and once you get to know them get them you know get your music out to them try and get them to one of your shows you know make sure make sure they hear all your news like you'd send the press release to your local newspaper or local blogs etc make sure you keep the industry side of of things you know aware of your music and new releases and what you've got coming up that kind of thing because it's quite tricky i always find it's quite tricky there's a reason why pr guys like me get work it's because it's quite tricky bragging about yourself it's quite tricky so you know it's it's hard right you it's even with you know you've got your great website and and what you do and i'm sure you find it easier yeah, to talk about the artists and people you work with than yourself mm -hmm. and so you've got to kind of get over that shyness and say well you know actually we just played in front of 250 people when we played in halifax or played in montreal or whatever we just did this we just released that we've hit 10,000 streams of our latest ep etc etc make sure that these people know that you know you're getting numbers you're you're doing well you're you know whatever you're at the stage you're at make sure they hear about what you're doing because it's of interest to them as well so you know although i'm not booking festivals etc i've worked i've worked with enough to know you know how the how these processes work and i think bands would be surprised at how many opportunities there may be out there for for a smaller band that's don't consider themselves you know they, they would be wanted on that bill you know okay awesome okay so you've been hosting the pressure drop show for quite some time now you've chatted with numerous music industry experts which gives you another unique insight into the industry with that plus your own experience what advice would you give a musician who is looking to develop their brand I mean, yeah, again, look, we go back to that, you know, blowing your own trumpet, boasting about your achievements, et cetera. But, you know, it's specifically for artists reaching out to me. I like to see simplicity in a message, like because for my radio show, I get so many emails. And, you know, this is just a college radio show, CJLO Radio here in Montreal, the pressure drop. So you can only imagine what, the review editor at Pitchfork's getting, or, you know, Canadian Beats are receiving every, every day. It must, you know, the inboxes must be absolutely slammed. So think about it from that point of view. The person that's looking at this email has got an absolutely packed inbox, very minimal amount of time to, if they open that press release, if they open that email, to click around, to look at your, what you've written, to listen to what you've sent. So think about, the person clicking that email, clicking open has 30 seconds and you need to get their attention. You need a great subject. You need to make sure that you've got a, a, 
a link at the top of the page for them to quickly listen to a song, a, a good description underneath if they're like, okay, this is interesting. What's more, you know, just keep it nice and simple. Again, talk about what, what's great. You know, that if there's a few bullet points you can put in about, again, uh, streams you've hit or amazing things, or you've, you've been lucky enough to play at one of these festivals and you, you know, have a photograph or so of, of you on stage at Oceaga or FME or whatever. I mean, you know, just just little things to make people think, oh, there's a bit of heat around this band, you know, like, OK, they've got they've got a bit of a buzz, maybe a press quote from uh, the local blog or a newspaper that's covered you or a radio show that's interviewed you or whatever, you know, little things like that that just make you stand out from the crowd of 2000 unopened emails i love the way you're nodding about this like oh yes <laughs> you know but you know something that makes you just jump out a little bit that gives them a bit more of a i'm going to give this a listen yeah i'm going to click and again you know that they're going to listen to 20 seconds 25 seconds of that first song so make sure that that first song that they click is one that you know really really hits their attention but but yeah you know and also Let's face it, have great songs. That's, that's <laughs> you know, none of this is important without you recording some really good tunes and making sure that, you know, they're well produced and, and people can listen to them nice and easily. And, you know, that's it. So, songwriting and working on your craft and getting out there and gigging and making sure that your live set is tight and, you know, all those things, you know, don't, don't get too caught up in the press releases and the blah, blah, blah before you've got the most important thing sorted which is your music yeah i agree <laughs> if a musician is looking to get their music heard on your your pressure drop show what is the process that they should take well just send us an email you know we listen to everything we listen to it we can't guarantee we play everything because we've got a weekly show in fact i I was saying to, um, I was speaking with uh, the FME bookers actually from Mothland on my show a few weeks ago. And we were agreeing that, okay, we're coming at it from different sides, but the hardest thing about my radio show is the band or the artist that I can't play because I don't have time. And they were talking about, it's a similar vibe on festival lineups because they don't have the space, etc. And it's, it is, it's, it's frustrating, but we do listen to everything if we like it and we got space we play it we don't care what genre you know we believe there's two kinds of music good and bad that's it we we just play what we like so it doesn't you know whatever whatever in the, whatever world you come from whether you're signed unsigned your folk music to electronica whatever that so long as we like the tune and we have the space we'll play it send us the email just pressure drop show at gmail.com or give us a little nudge on Twitter or whatever it is. We'll always ask you to send tunes to our, uh, you know, the pressure drop show at gmail.com and we listen to everything in that inbox. And okay. if we like you and we got the space, we will play it. Okay. What are the benefits of getting played on college or campus radio as opposed to commercial radio? Well, that's a great question, actually, because we recently had. In fact, during the, um, the 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 pandemic, when it, well during during the peak of the pandemic, we're still in a pandemic, of course. 
I got I got a few emails from people saying how important the college radio scene was for them while they couldn't tour, while their bands couldn't get out there and gig and doing the etc. It was an essential essential promotional tool for for the smaller labels and the independent labels, smaller bands etc. Uh, and you know, getting those sort of emails, it's really and I'm sure you get plenty of them yourself about you know it what you do make makes a real difference to these bands careers or this labels output etc but the thing i think the difference with you know what we would do to say a, a bigger sort of commercial station is people do what we do for love straight away there's no there's no need to sell advertising or we don't have to worry about playing the latest hit to make sure people listen so we can sell more advertising and sponsorship etc this is real real fans doing something out of love to support our musical ecosystem to support the industry and i feel like there's a there's a there's an attention on if i like an artist i will keep an eye out for them and i'll try and push them as much as possible if i like a la or a label or whatever company it is that i'm like you know they they they're on our wavelength and, and we always find good tunes from etc We'll stick with them. It wouldn't have to be like a hit and then we ignore it and then flash in the pan sort of stuff. You know, there's a real support system going on out there. And we're one show of hundreds across the country. And if you know, if you get on our show, I hope you're getting on the other Montreal college radio stations. And I hope you're getting on the you know, even the Francophones, the Anglophones. I hope they're going out to Ottawa University, Toronto. You know, if you get in that ecosystem, you get a lot of passionate people who are there to support you, who will who will buy a ticket for your show. Or, you know, if you're nice enough to put them on the guest list, then they'll they'll spend that ticket money at the merch stand and make sure they come away with the record or a T-shirt. Because also because we're fans, we recognize that buying a T-shirt or two or buying the vinyl, that's petrol money to your next show. Right. You know, that's we, we're just always putting into the into the sort of the circle, if you like and making sure that we look after those that come through into town or re releasing albums or EPs or whatever, have that support. Because once you've got onto the college radios uh, scene, again, as I was saying about when people promote themselves and talk about what they've done, when they go to the commercial stations and they say, right, we've been on rotation at CJLO, CKUT, CIUT, once the commercial radio stations hear that, oh, well, okay, they've been on solid rotation in the college scene or the community radio scene, there's a little bit of heat there that they say, okay, maybe we'll take a chance, maybe we'll play this band because there's it's the foundations, right? So we're like the first, the, the sort of first major step on a ladder for an up and coming band to get out to a wider audience. And what would you say makes the Pressure Drop show and raise up, raise <laughs> I knew I'd screw it up. What makes the pressure drop show and raise on debt media stand out? Oh, wow. Well, in terms of, you know, the pressure drop show, I think the sort of multi genre thing is definitely a, a big one because obviously a lot of, a lot of things are, are geared towards metal or geared towards hip hop or a specific genre where we cross the board, we concentrate mainly on new music, but we also sort of respect the classics. So if there's a reissue coming out of a sort of unsung uh, Afrobeat originator or something, we'll we'll spin that as well and try and link 
and we'll try and link the two things together you know saying maybe the newer artists have taken a bit of inspiration from from the sort of the the the, the older artists if you like so there's there's certainly that where we try and cross the divide as well as crossing genre but in terms of uh in terms of raison uh, d'etre media we we work exclusively with people we love there is no there is not one client of ours that we would take on just for the money or just to work on the cash and i think in in terms of pr it's so important because if people get an idea that you just do projects that you don't really care about you're not that into why why are they going to believe your word to say hey you should write about this or you need to cover this everyone that receives a press release from us everybody that receives a picture from us everybody that receives a phone call from us knows that they are our clients because we love them and to work with them it, it's just a an absolute honor it's an absolute pleasure and so i think that that authenticity and i'm not saying other places aren't like that or whatever i don't know how other people work but i'm just saying from my point of view I think that's the most essential ingredient of raison d'etre media because, you know, because it's, we spend a lot of time working. I don't want to, I'm not going to work PR on somebody I'm, I'm not absolutely a hundred percent you know, in love with, you know, and respect and, and want to wake up in the morning and look forward to working on that project, you know? So you know, they're two things, but I could probably, bore you for hours about that <laughs> I just I'll use one example from both and, and keep it reasonably succinct okay well thank you for joining me and I hope to do this again sometime I, I, anytime Jenna honestly it's uh, it's it's always lovely to to chat with you and uh, and, and chat about uh, you know what, what what we get up to over here in Montreal <laughs>